Hey, welcome to my daily tech podcast for my international students. Today is a Thursday, seventeenth of September, two thousand twenty. So, what happened in the last twenty-four hours in the world of tech? Well, this podcast will be in three parts. In the first part, I'll talk extensively about Chinese brands and especially about TikTok and the deal with Oracle. In the second part of this podcast, in the middle of this podcast. We'll talk about the new European strategy for the digital economy. Yesterday in class, I talked about the digital economy, comparing、uh, North America, especially the U.S.,、uh, Asia, especially China and Korea, and Europe, of course. Well, now you'll have an update on the European strategy for its digital economy to create digital champions and, of course,、uh, unicorns. And in the last part of this podcast. We'll talk as usual about tech giants from America, from the U.S., like Facebook, Amazon, and even Disney Plus. Let's start with TikTok. What's going on? Trump says he isn't prepared to sign off on TikTok Oracle deal. Of course, we suspected it. The president says national security is his priority. Trump questions Oracle deal if ByteDance keeps. Stake. ByteDance is the Chinese owner of TikTok. ByteDance is considered the most valuable startup in the entire world. ByteDance is the number one unicorn in the world right now. President warns any agreement to continue operating in U.S. must be 100% as far as national security is concerned. Donald Trump has questioned plans by the Chinese tech firm ByteDance to keep a majority stake. In TikTok's U.S. operations, as part of a trusted technology deal with Oracle, conceptually, I can tell you that I don't like that. Trump told a news conference when asked about the reported proposal to give Oracle only a minority share. I'm not prepared to sign off on anything. They're going to be reporting to me tomorrow morning, and I'll let you know," said Trump. He said that、um, yesterday and today. Tomorrow morning means today. Thursday morning, Trump said he would be briefed、uh, today about a proposal that calls for Oracle to become a trusted technology provider. I'm always laughing at this for TikTok's American operations, but he did not favor the idea of having the Chinese firm retain control. You should know that the executives、um, on top of Oracle, president and chairman and CEO, are actually f- great friends and supporters of Trump. But that's not enough. It has to be. 100% as far as national security is concerned, Trump said. I have to see the deal. So of course we'll know more today or tomorrow, and I'll let you know in this podcast. Talking about ByteDance, by the way, ByteDance builds walls for its budding e-commerce ecosystem. China's tech world consists of multiple and loosely connected empires or ecosystems, led by three tech kings. Collectively known as BAT, Baidu, the Chinese Google, Alibaba, the Chinese Amazon, and Tencent, Chinese Facebook. While the old kings expand the scope of their kingdoms to capture more and more of our daily lives, a fourth fiefdom is quickly expanding its boundaries. ByteDance. In the last two years, the rise of a new kind of online retail has created an opportunity for ByteDance to jump into the biggest arena in all of China tech. E-commerce, while live streaming e-commerce is still small relative to 
overall e-commerce, the QVC-like format has seen massive growth since last year. With an edge in video, Douyin, the Chinese version of TikTok, also owned by ByteDance and very popular in China, is riding the e-commerce livestream wave into the rich home waters of Alibaba, JD.com, and Pinduoduo, e-commerce uh, leaders in China. Talking about now WeChat. WeChat is owned by Tencent, and it's a universal app, instant messaging app, and also online payment solution that 78% of Chinese internet users use actively. Yes, 78% of Chinese between, I think, 15 and 64 years old use WeChat. This is a huge penetration for the country. Um, Justice Department, U.S. Justice Department, says WeChat users won't be penalized under Trump's executive order. Because not only TikTok will be banned in the U.S., in a Wednesday filing in federal court, the United States government said that users who use or download WeChat to convey personal or business information will not be subject to penalties under President Donald Trump's executive order banning transactions with the Tencent-owned messaging app. Trump issued the executive order against WeChat on August 6, the same day he issued a similar one banning transactions with ByteDance, the parent company of TikTok, claiming national security concerns. Both orders caused confusion because they are set to go into effect 45 days after being issued, but said that Secretary of Commerce Wilbur Ross will not identify what transactions are covered until then. Talking about Tencent, Tencent invests $62.8 million in Flipkart, Indian company. Tencent becomes the second biggest shareholder in this e-commerce platform. Chinese company Tencent's PUBG is banned in India, like all the Chinese apps. But there is heightened tension between India and China at their borders. But that has not stopped Tencent from investing in Flipkart, one of India's top e-commerce marketplace. The gaming and social media giant Tencent has put in $62.8 million into Flipkart's $1.2 billion investment round as per regulatory filings made by e-commerce platforms, Singapore-based parent entity, entity Flipkart. The investment is believed to be a part of Flipkart's $1.2 billion round that was led by Walmart in July. Walmart, um, American retail giant. Now, let's talk about the European strategy. Europe will go it alone on digital tax reform in 2021, next year, if it must, says EU president, as Bloc directs 150 billion euros in COVID-19 relief toward cloud, AI, artificial intelligence, and broadband. I told you yesterday in class that Europe and the EU was the world champion of regulation, especially tech regulation, well, Europe will propose its own digital tax early next year, of course, against uh, the GAFAM, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, if there's no agreement at a global level on how to update taxation rules for the internet age, EU President Ursula von der Leyen said today, yesterday, reiterating the bloc's determination not to let tax reform slide in a state of the Union speech to the European Parliament. We will spare no effort to reach agreement 
in the framework of the OECD and G20. But let there be no doubt, should an agreement fall short of a fair tax system that provides long-term sustainable revenues, Europe will come forward with a proposal early next year, she told MEPs. In the wide-ranging speech, which also called for the 2020s to be Europe's digital decade, von der Leyen committed the bloc to spending a fifth, uh, 150 billion euros, of the 750 billion euros coronavirus support fund announced earlier this year on uh, digital investment. There has never been a better time to invest in European tech companies with new digital hubs growing everywhere from Sofia to Lisbon to Katowice, she said. We have the people, the ideas and the strength as a union to succeed. And this is why we will invest 20% of next generation EU on digital. We're reaching the limits of the things we can do in an analog way. And this great acceleration is just beginning. We must make this Europe's digital decade, von der Leyen added. We need a common plan for digital Europe with clearly defined goals for 2030, such as for connectivity, skills, and digital public services. And we need to follow clear principles. The right to privacy and connectivity, freedom of speech, and free flow of data and cybersecurity. But Europe must now lead the way on digital, or it will have to follow the way of others who are setting these standards for us. This is why we must move fast. Beneath the rousing uh, digital sovereignty rhetoric, the speech didn't offer much new on the tech policy front, but the EU president confirmed that updates to Europe's competition rules and regulation on the use of AI, artificial intelligence, are coming next year. Finally, Europe will regulate artificial intelligence in Europe next year. Now let's talk about the other tech giants, starting with Facebook. Facebook was warned for five years about violent event pages, but didn't act, civil rights group says. Facebook's Messenger and Portal will support third-party AR, augmented reality, effects next year. It also partnered with the New York Times, NYT, and the Smithsonian on new AR projects. Just to remind you that all the articles mentioned in this podcast are available in the comments down below on LinkedIn. NYT, New York Times, and Facebook launch multi-year augmented reality reporting project. The New York Times and Facebook have struck a multi-year partnership to co-develop augmented reality filters and effects on Instagram that help users access and contextualize New York Times journalism Executives tell Axios. Why it matters? Because this is the first time, actually, that the New York Times has experimented with augmented reality technology at scale and off of its own website and apps. The partnership also represents an evolution in the relationship between publishers and tech companies. Facebook is launching smart glasses in 2021. It's next step to an AR device, augmented reality device. The plan of Mark Zuckerberg is to replace laptops, computers, and smartphones by AR glasses in the future. Facebook wants to put smart glasses on your face next year, 
they're going to be the next step on the road to augmented reality glasses, Mark Zuckerberg says, and they look pretty good too. We learned two things about Facebook yesterday because it was a huge event um, organized by Facebook. First, it's working on Project Area, an experimental platform that will eventually lead to a pair of AR glasses that will stream data to your face. And next, we learned that it's in a partnership with sunglasses manufacturer Ray-Ban to make, we assume, a fancy pair of the company's signature glasses for consumer use. Actually, we've known this for a while now, for many months. Uh, there have been a lot of rumors. Facebook's first smart glasses will be Ray-Bans coming next year. The glasses won't have a display, but Facebook's Project Area research unit is working on true AR glasses. Facebook is officially killing off the Oculus Rift line. Facebook launches a smaller, more powerful Oculus Quest 2 starting at $299 and launching in October. Facebook wants to turn the Quest into a fitness device. Facebook is adding a fitness tracker, Oculus Move, to its uh, sweet su suit of software for its latest version of the Quest. Announced yesterday as part of the Facebook Connect event, outlining the company's augmented reality and virtual reality plans for the future, the Move Fitness Tracker is an attempt by Facebook to get into the fitness and health uh, tracking craze that's yielded hundreds of millions of dollars and billions in valuation to companies like Peloton and Zwift. The announcement follows Apple's own announcement the day before yesterday of a fitness workout service called Fitness Plus. Talked about it yesterday in my podcast. Amazon. Amazon Music is the latest streaming service to add podcast. Amazon adds podcasts to its music subscription service platform will include several exclusive podcasts, including Amazon Originals and the popular crime meets pop culture broadcast, Disgraceland. Alexa's new celebrity wake words, Hey Samuel, turns the assistant into Samuel L. Jackson. Amazon gives Samuel L. Jackson his own Alexa wake phrase, alongside a much more robust library of phrases, including more swear words, Jackson's voice library now includes five times as many swear words. Other tech news of the day, Luther.ai is a new AI tool that acts like Google for personal conversations. When it comes to pop culture, or company executive, or history questions, most of us use Google as a memory crutch to recall information we can always keep in our heads, but Google can help you remember the name of your client's spouse, or the great idea you came up with at a meeting the other day. Enter Luther.ai, which purports to be Google for your memory by capturing and transcribing audio recordings while using AI to deliver the right information from your virtual memory bank in the moment of another online conversation or via search. So actually, this is your virtual memory, Luther dot AI recording you your conversation and then answering your questions your personal virtual memory very important topic and I think I talked about it yeah I talked about it in class yesterday about harassment even after hashtag me too women in tech say they're still getting harassed a study from the woman who tech nonprofit found harassment in the tech industry is ongoing and women don't have much trust in how their employers are handling it. 
In fact, 48% of women in tech and 44% of women founders said they've been harassed, according to a report out Tuesday from nonprofit Women Who Tech. What's more, 43% of women in tech who reported harassment said what happened was sexual harassment. And also, something else to be noted, um, the data shows women of color are taking the brunt of this behavior. 46%, 46% of founders who are women of color said they'd been harassed by a potential investor as compared with 36% of white women. Cloud gaming platform Shadow gets a new CEO and CTO. Yesterday I talked extensively about French startups trying to grow to become unicorns. Well, this is one of the most famous startup, French startups. There are some changes at the helm of Blade, the French startup behind Shadow. Mike Fisher is going to work for the company and become Chief Executive Officer, CEO. And Jean-Baptiste Kempf is joining the company as CTO, Chief Technology Officer. Shadow is a cloud computing service for gamers for a monthly subscription fee. You can access a gaming PC in a data center near you. Compared to other cloud gaming services such as GeForce Now or Google Stadia, Shadow provides a full Windows 10 instance. You can install anything you want, Steam, Photoshop or Word. The company has been growing rapidly over the past few years and raised more than $100 million in total. Last year, the company announced ambitious plans with a wide-ranging partnership with OVH Cloud, one of France's unicorn, and high-end configurations. Pop culture now. Hogwarts Legacy will make you a wizard in 2021. Harry Potter video game. The long-rumored Harry Potter open-world game finally has a release date. Hogwarts Legacy will come out sometime in 2021. And finally, Disney Plus. Disney Plus confirms WandaVision will kick off its Marvel TV shows in late 2020. WandaVision will continue the MCU story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Um, I'll see you tomorrow for the last podcast of the week, and I wish you an amazing day. See you soon. Bye.